Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that just keeps bumping into the doctor. It's the Noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin, I'm the Whovian, these are my sons Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the, the noobs. noobs. And this is the podcast introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. haven't. So welcome to episode number 101. Y'all know what that means, right? Just 99 to go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're starting to count down to 10. <laughs> we're starting it a little early this time. Yeah. Uh, so we're covering the Series 7 mid-season premiere, The Bells of St. John. This is the one where the Doctor gets a, gets a tech support call from Clara and saves her from being uploaded into the Wi-Fi by the Great Intelligence. Remember that one? Well, it doesn't really save her, but like... Well, she I mean, gets uploaded. He reverses she gets, the effect. She That's gets right. almost uploaded. He stops it. She does He's, get uploaded, he saves and she brings her back. Some so. people, yeah, <laughs> except some for all people. those people that didn't have bodies anymore, so they just died. They're just yeah. dead. Yeah, they didn't really. They they didn't really go over that much. Yeah, the the guy in the opening, it's it's like you had twenty four hours basically, mm-hmm. and then you're dead, and I don't know why. I mean, yeah. I guess well, your body just dies. Yeah. I don't know. With it's, no I, it was soul? fuzzy. It was fuzzy. What about all like the people that were buried that were still soul. alive? And they can't, and they, just, they, can't. they woke up. Imagine if they had a quick burial. Ah! The thing I always wonder about with with movies or shows or whatever that involve this this kind of an idea of mm-hmm. like somebody dying and then the hero brings them back, or like I'm sorry, specifically when it's like a bunch of people is like surely out of the like thousands of people around the globe who have fallen prey to this Wi-Fi scheme, we're somewhere around the 23 and a half hour mark, which mm-hmm. means they were like already in the middle of an autopsy. And then they just woke up, you know. They're like, oh. And then probably yeah. immediately died because they were in an autopsy. Exactly, yeah, because they were, yeah. Anywho, this they is story number 232 on that, on that happy thought there. Yeah. <laughs> this is story number 232. It originally aired March 30th, 2013 to 8.44 million viewers. And this one said that was the BBC, no, the UK final. And then it said like some other hundreds of thousands of people like on a replay or something. I'm yeah, like, we don't <sighs> care about I'm like guys. We're just, me. we're so the, the, the ratings are so sketchy. Anywho, uh, this one was written by Stephen Moffat, of course, and directed by Colm McCarthy, Corbin, what were you saying? Paul McCartney. When oh, I is read, that what you were trying to say? When I read that name, I'm like, why does his name sound familiar? Oh, I was like, I don't know why it sounds familiar to you because that's just an interesting name. So yeah, sounded like Paul McCartney. Sort of. Uh, so Colm did, he's done some Sherlock. He did an episode of Black Mirror. And so far, this is not only his first, but so far only Doctor Who. First and last. Yeah, that's right. His directorial uh, debut and finale. <laughs> Probably. It's been seven years since he's written one of these episodes. Directed, but yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you never know. There's there's people that directed in classic Who in the seventies and ended up doing something in New Who. So you you never know. You never <laughs> know. You know, once once it goes off the air again and then is revived again in twenty seventy five by, uh, you know, your grandchildren or whatever. Anyways, uh, <laughs> under miscellaneous trivia this week, we had a new suit. Did y'all catch him retiring his old suit? Yeah, he like he was like, hmm. That he was the most the other one in universe. Uh, involvement in a wardrobe change that I've ever seen. It was amazing where he like literally held up the two and was like, eh, 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 and threw like out the old, the old one. one. What's that? I don't like the old one. It's, Why? It's I mean, the old one was great, but I the, like I like the purple, like the, the purple, purple cashmere. The By the way, it's cashmere. cashmere. <laughs> the purple cashmere with black bow tie and black accents. Wait, as the, the black? Yeah. yeah, it was a black bow tie. Oh, so it's a different bow tie? 
Uh, yeah. Because you said it's not even a real bow tie. So his old one was, but this one's just a weird clip on. Yeah, kind of ish, sort of like yeah. like like he when opened he, up the box and he was like, and it was already tied in the box. Already, yeah. It was probably mm-hmm. just a wink. If if you it, opened it up and it was like a tie. Like, yeah, and it was just a strip of cloth. It wouldn't be quite as dramatic of a yeah. reveal. So yeah, you're probably you're yeah. probably right about that. Uh, so and 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 I and I know for a fact he is not wearing a clip-on tie later on. So I don't know if it's a different tie or if, like you're saying, this was just several. This was just a wink and a nod possible. to the thing. Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, yeah, he he physically retired the old one in the TARDIS, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, I gotta say, like, uh, there's something more. I don't know if it's possible, but this getup is more Doctor Who. Like his old one was already like kind of wacky Doctor Who. Yeah. And he's got a he bow tie. He grabbed a bunch of stuff from like a hospital. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was yes, suit I kept seasons. the clothes. That's right. And uh, no, well, no, he did actually have, we, we talked once before. Remember, a few suits. remember there was the miscellaneous trivia where it was like, this is the only occurrence of an even numbered episode where he's wearing the green jacket or something yeah, like, like completely what? minuscule. Why does like that, that matter? And yeah. Who noticed? So he now has we've like gone two or three suits that he's had. Yeah, I want to say it was two alternating suits, yeah. and I don't know and if he those. He always had the same bow tie. I remember that he always had the same bow. Tie. You know, I honestly couldn't tell. So, but at any rate, uh, the 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 purple cashmere is going to be around for a little while, and and I like that it's it's like it's got tails on it. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, it's a little more swishy. It's a little more David Tennant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and honestly, a little more uh, Pertwee, the third Doctor, where he kind of had the. I know y'all have seen the one story with yeah. him, but but it kind of he had like the coat and tails, mm. and uh, we're going to see that. Um, actually, I think I guess we're going to see that theme continue for a good long while because twelve not only uh, not only does twelve have some some long longish not like mm-hmm. David Tennant length but like yeah. longish coats. Uh, Thirteen has a long swishy coat, like very mm-hmm. long, like down to the ground type of, of coat. So uh, I don't know if that's like just a new who staple now or or what, but at any rate, um, I didn't have anything on, uh, the cast this week. I didn't, I, I started down the path of, uh, Jenna Coleman and then realized that we had already done that when she was in asylum of the Daleks and yeah. didn't really touch on anything new in the snowmen. And there's, I mean, you know, there's nothing new to, yeah. to report on, but yeah. I really did. Did uh, we mention that she was in captain America? That's when I stopped researching it this time because I went, oh, right. We did that whole conversation about it mm-hmm. where she's doing an American accent and, she, you know, she's in this. Oh, so weird. She's in the movie for all of 90 seconds or whatever. Um, <laughs> but that was on her IMDb. That's one of the 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 top four things, you know, that I always mention. Her 90 mm-hmm. seconds role. Yeah. Yeah. The first Captain America <laughs> movie. Most well known for playing Queen Victoria, playing a Doctor mm-hmm. Who companion, and then, you know, Jamie in Captain America or whatever the character's name was. Yeah. Who who shows up again. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm just waiting. Now she's going to end up like, she's going to be in phase four and she's one of the Eternals and she was there (laughs) all along or some Uh, crazy thing. That would be great. Never knew, but (laughs) that's right. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and throw this out into the universe and, and ask Marvel to take every, Doctor Who companion and make them a Marvel character. Like I just want to see all of them, not just Amy. So, uh, and I guess, I guess that's the only one. So I don't know why I'm saying it. Like that's a thing, (laughs) you know, there, that's one in a row. A few of them. They should be all of them. (laughs) They should. Just one. No, yeah. Anyways. Uh, so guys, noobs in the Whovian is brought to you by R5 website management. Uh, guys, we've said it before. If you've got a business and you don't have a website, you don't have a business. That's never been more true than it is right now in the midst of all the lockdown shutdown, uh, 
pandemic, pandemonium, all of the things that are happening. So if you have a business and you're trying to figure out how to pivot and take that business online, uh, give us a call or hit us up on our website, r5websitemanagement.com. And uh, we would love to work with you just as website management and help you out with your existing website, uh, improving that, remodeling that, adding new features, that kind of thing. Or if you don't have one at all and you think, you know, I really need some help with that, we'd love to help you. And if you're ready to tackle it yourself, head on over to store.r5websitemanagement.com and you can grab uh, your hosting, domain registration, security, website builder, all of those kinds of things. Uh, grab everything that you need, throw it into the cart and use the code. News. I almost thought I had them that time. At checkout for 15% off of your entire order and get started on your awesome website today. All right. So into the checklist, the name of the episode spoken in dialogue. Yes. Yeah. By a monk. <laughs> the bells of St. John are ringing. I thought that was great. And y'all were like, phone? Yeah. Shall, we, shall we tell him or whatever? And like, I guess it's 1207. They don't have phones, but. That's not supposed yeah. to happen. I mean, have they ever heard a bell? I I, what I thought was no. great was that uh, the monk uh, who is listening to the phone call, listening to the doctor's side of the phone call. And he says, is it a demon? And he goes, it's a woman. And he's like, oh, and like crosses himself. Oh, no. I'm like. Okay, wait, what's happening right now oh, that this monk <laughs> is watching? Well, <laughs> you know, the implication was, no, it's worse. It's a woman. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but what was what was great was, or, or interesting to me, is the way the monk just was like totally nonplussed with the doctor talking into this magic device that was just ringing a minute ago. Yeah. You know, oh, what so, I find weird is they have no concept of what a phone is and that phone has never worked yet somehow they know there's bells inside of phones what do you mean well, they knew the bells of saint john as if that phone was rung often or something but it's never rung no i think that's the point is they yeah. were saying the bells of saint jo they didn't say doctor you have a phone call they said the bells of saint john are ringing and it was supposed to be it was supposed to be kind of a big reveal because apparently, by the way, this is the first time in all of Doctor Who that the show has ever referenced the St. John's logo on, wow. on the TARDIS. It's the first time it's ever been mentioned on the show. Um, but yeah, it's, they, they don't know that it's a phone. They don't know what's happening. What I mean. They just know that the Mad Monk's bells are ringing, so we must tell him. I don't know. It still seems weird. that, Like the bells of St. John sounds like a name that... Passed down for generations or whatever, this famous thing, the bells of St. John, they almost never go off. That's what it sounded like. But Well, I, I guess, take it one step further, they've never gone off. Yeah. You know, the, the bells, yeah, but to say the bells of St. John are ringing does make it sound like it's something that happens sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. so I, 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 I take your point. Again. Anyway, <laughs> it's like they're ringing again. It was, yeah. Um, and, and by the way, we have had this happen before, if you'll recall. Do you all remember the last time that phone rang? Because it wasn't supposed uh, to happen then either. Remember, this time the doctor said it's impossible, and the last time he said like that's impossible. That's not supposed to happen. Do y'all remember the empty child? It was. It was the empty oh, child. Yeah. Yep. It was the empty child. And so we're talking about nine. This was this yeah. was way on way back. back. And yeah, so this is the the <laughs> at least the second time Boy. in New Who. I don't I don't even know about Classic Who, but the second time in New Who that the bells of Saint John have rung. Which I guess they wouldn't have been the, the bells of Saint John then because. Bells Nine and Tens TARDIS didn't have the the St. John's uh, logo on it. So at any rate, the Creature of the Week is, uh, we, we kind of had another twofer here. Uh, we had the, the Great Intelligence making a comeback. And then we had Mrs. Kislet, who is the bad guy, the baddie, 
from, you know, all intents and purposes, she was the baddie until we find out that, you know, she's just great intelligence all along. Right. Or she's yeah, a six year old. Well, it's a, it's a good way into the episode before she even says, I have to consult the client. Right. Yeah. Up until that point, she seems like the bad guy, like the yeah. big bad um, with, you know, the uh, the the shady government organization or whatever. But then we find out that it is, in fact, the great intelligence, which we saw in the last episode. Yeah. We've done a classic who in between, but the, it, the last episode we saw was the snowman with the great intelligence. And uh, so I thought it was interesting the way Miss Kislet uh, said he cares for humanity. Right. And in fact, mm. he can't get enough of them. <laughs> You know, in the same way that mm. I can't get enough of uh, Robin's eggs and peanut butter M&Ms. Uh. Um, nobody loves cattle like Burger King. That was such oh. a great line. That seems Just, to imply, though, that the great intelligence is feeding humans to other people, not eating them <laughs> himself. No, That's no, true. No, the other no actually, I think it's implying that the Burger King is actually eating all of the burgers. No That's way. what it seems to be implying. <laughs> what are they serving us? I don't understand. I, uh, they don't serve us burgers. Corbin, no. what did you say about McDonald's? Like she said, uh, Burger King and not McDonald's because it's not even beef or something like that. You're like, McDonald's notice she didn't say McDonald's because that's not cow. Or <laughs> uh, so Mrs. Kislet is uh, possibly the saddest character, definitely the saddest mm. character in this episode, but possibly the saddest character we've seen in a long, long time. Uh, she says, you've been whispering in my ear so long. I almost don't remember what I was before. And then, she factory resets everyone Which, and you have like her number two guy, right? Who's in a business suit and it looks all smart and dapper and, uh, you know, highfalutin executive. What and is he's like, building? where's, where's the, the, where's the toilet? I'm here to fix the toilet, you know? And, uh, and, and what was the, what the other guy <coughs> that had like the stick up hair? Yeah. Thingy? What was, what he was, was his like, name? I'm trying to remember. Uh, because his was similar. He was like after his vacation. Huh? The guy they were gonna kill after, <laughs> after his vacation. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, have to be reasonable. Now. So, but Mrs. Kislet resets to like, like a, a six-year-old six child. Yeah. yeah, she's like little where's, girl. Where's mommy and daddy? Yeah, where's I mean it's like it's back? bad enough. It's bad oh, enough man. that they made it like he stole her whole life from her. Oh yeah. Because she's like in her fifties or sixties yeah. or something, and she reverts to being a child. But on top of that, she was a lost child. She was a kid who lost, like, lost her parents at the mall or something. Or they probably didn't have malls back then. But started talking to a snowman or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, or whatever form he was taking at the time. And, you know, he just sort of took her in and and got her to this position that she's in. So he not only stole away this woman's (laughs) life, he stole away the life of a little girl like a child like it's so sad and like uh, you know and and again and it's kind of weird there's kind of this dual like she got what she deserved vibe at first right but then when you find out she's like a little kid then it's like oh that's that's really sad and then my brain i'm never satisfied with a story just like ending and, and like, I don't care how much they wrap up a character storyline they usually don't wrap it up enough for me because i'm like oh, okay that was the end of mrs kislet no that was just the beginning like now she's got to go get therapy and like, scientists have to try and figure she's out what happened child. to this poor girl yeah 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 so um and everybody else your, there like, there's your existential uh horror for this episode stuck in a 50 year old <laughs> yeah like being a child and waking up one day and you're in your 60s like what happened <laughs> um yeah interestingly enough 
I don't know if y'all would remember this. We actually knew a guy who suffered a head injury that essentially did this. Wow. Um, reset his brain. Y'all may not have even known this. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you off air who it was. Um, but he suffered a head injury and reset to high school. Dang. And he was like in his mid twenties, late twenties, maybe early thirties, something oh, like wow. that. And essentially woke up in the hospital and he was 17 like, or something like that. In the head by a basketball too hard. Uh, like, no, I don't. I don't remember. It's something. Something happened. He got hit in the head, or maybe maybe it was even. Uh, no, no, no. Like him thinking, like, uh, oh, I'm yeah, in a basketball like, game. Yeah, no. So he he wakes up and he's like, in his mind, he is 17. He's in high school or somewhere There's in there. A I say movie 17 about something like that. Yeah, but th- I mean, like this happened to this guy. Yeah. And um, so so like he literally didn't know his wife, didn't know his kids. He he would freak oh, wow. out every time his sister, his younger sister, would walk in the room. Because he's like, how did you get so old? Because it's like 10 years down the road, you know? And like when he, you know, last one minute she's, uh, you know, a, a teenager and the next minute she's a grown woman and, and, and all this kind of crazy stuff. So um, I, I'm trying to imagine like going even further back than that yeah. and waking yeah. up and now you're, you know, you're, you're a senior citizen. Like, like some six year old child or something. Yeah. All right. So um, <laughs> on that happy note, <laughs> we're just full of happy notes. Uh, CGI, um, nothing really of, I mean the 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 uh, the, the great intelligence yeah. that was kind of cool that, that was, was that was pretty well done. Mm-hmm. Um, we had um, I, I guess it would be CGI slash green screen of the anti grav bike riding up the shard. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. Also By the, the way, spoon heads. Oh that yeah, CGI yeah, or those, are, those are pretty good. Yeah. When okay, whenever uh, one of their heads would start to turn. And you could and you could start to see profile and see that the back of their head was missing. Yeah, was that not horribly disturbing mm-hmm. to anyone else? Like when the and doctor's you could see head, the did doctor's that. ears poking out, and part of his hair, like part of his, like it wasn't like just a clean like CGI line that they cut. Like there was a bit of bit of his hair overhanging the line. Spoon head. Yeah, it was. Oh man, that was that was. Why did brutal. they not have the back of their heads? That doesn't make any sense. Like. I don't know. Why didn't their Makes it cooler. head open or it was, something? <laughs> Why didn't their face open up? I don't know. Like, yeah. Like, would that have been better for you? It was weird, though. It was freaky. The Spoonhead Doctor, you could actually see the back of his head a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. then he turns around and it's like yeah. a spoon. Like, Wait. I, no, I totally just saw the back of his <laughs> yeah, head. Yeah, li- there was a little bit of continuity problems with that. Um, I did like when uh, there was the scene of his head. Obviously, it was supposed to be his head turning back around. And so he just kind of like snapped his head into place, you know, and I was like, oh, wow, Matt, Smith, oh, you're his, killing me on his, that one. He was like jerking his hands around yeah, and like yeah. all robot for no reason at that point, like up until that point, he was yeah. just like a normal guy. So we, like, we didn't get a reference to bow ties are cool, except we, in the reverse. We kind of got a... Well, he, he said, don't be a monk. Monks aren't cool. And then he puts on and a bow tie. Then went and got the bow tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also so, kind of like, oh, it's in a cool box thing. I like, mean, yeah, like it was definitely it was it was implied, it was but it was it wasn't said. So, um, but we did have the return of the fez. <laughs> yes. And he um, puts it on, then he just <laughs> he just throws it out. Yeah. Um, the the Wikia pointed out a continuity error that I thought I picked up on when I was watching it. I was like, wait a minute, did that just happen? He the people are putting money in the fez. And you can hear it jingling around, like they've added the sound effect of coins jingling around in the fez. And then he uh, he hands it to Jenna, uh, Jenna, uh, Clara. <laughs> Clara, 
And and then either Clara hands it back to him. Yeah, Clara hands it back to him and he dumps it on the head of a kid and then they take off, but they never actually take the money out of the Fez. I thought he did that just before. You never actually see it happen. The so Fez like, is bigger on the inside. If you're, <laughs> so if you're like, if you watch the Fez the whole time, it, there is, it's a small continuity error. They, he never actually pulled the, the coins out of there. So, uh, I thought I just missed him dumping it out. I exactly. Thought he, I thought he dumped it out. I thought he that's, put it that's into what I mean. Pockets. Is, it's, it's I like, he got into his pockets at some point. No, nope. that's what I thought. No, that's the thing. Your brain will fill in that blank, but it actually never actually happens. So, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. We didn't get a Geronimo. Um, anything that the doctor loves? Plenty of opportunities. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> he didn't say anything in this one. Uh, let's see. Under Jiggery Pokery for the TARDIS, uh, he says, I was in the neighborhood on my mobile phone. <laughs> and Clara says, when you say that, why did you point at that blue box? And he says, because it's a surprisingly accurate description. <laughs> and I love the way he said that and like the, the fisheye lens that the doorbell camera gave him. Were, so like his lips are way too close to your face. You know, I love that. Right on top of that. <laughs> He really was too. And his yeah. nose but is I, like poking against it. <laughs> exactly. It's like, but I love the way he says it's a su- <laughs> surprisingly accurate. Uh, let's see. Um, she <laughs> she says, "Why do you have that box? Is it like a snogging booth?" All right. Have we talked about snogging? Are y'all are y'all up on that that terminology? <laughs> yes. The basic lingo. Yeah, like making out. Basically, is it a snog? First of all, she says, "Is it a snogging box? Is that what you do? You bring a box? There's such a thing as too keen, right? <laughs> it's like being a little too." eager there doctor and then later on she she um so she calls it here is it a snogging booth and then later on she calls it a snog box <laughs> when she says it's not a snog hey shut up <laughs> i love He's i love when so 11 angry about it. <laughs> i like, love when no, 11 that's not the snog box but i have one <laughs> yeah that's not the snog box uh, that's yeah, that's in the back in the garage. Uh, so I love when the doctor is being flirted with and doesn't want to be, and he his his response is always "shut up," you know, like, or like um, like I'm thinking back to when Stop. Amy said, uh, "the TARDIS is a woman." Did you wish really hard? He says, "Shut up," and then later he says, "still shut up." You know? <laughs> so uh, let's see. I, I just I mentioned a minute ago the TARDIS apparently has a, a garage, as we would say, or a garage. He has a, a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, with a motorcycle in it, which we have seen before. Um, we've seen or, or, or things like that. Uh, if you'll recall, Tennant actually rode a moped uh, out of the TARDIS one time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think I that think there nine. may be a classic Who uh, connection that Jared's going. Why would you ride a moped instead of a motorcycle? If yeah. you had them to choose from, yeah, I don't know. Um, I love that he says uh, it's a time machine. You never have to wait for breakfast, right? <laughs> he says something about we'll discuss it over breakfast. She's like, I'm not waiting till then. And he says it's a time machine. You never have to wait for breakfast. That is, <laughs> and one of y'all said that should be like the doctor's yeah. like tagline or catchphrase. <laughs> you never have to wait for breakfast. It's a time machine. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, so random jiggery pokery. The doctor hacked her back. <sighs> what? Do we want to take a minute and talk about how terrible hacking <laughs> is to. in every movie ever? Click, click, Our click, job click, is click, to complain click. about yeah. things, so. Clicking the same so, key like 28 times types in the correct <laughs> code. To so first of all, Unlocked. We have the doctor hit K like 16 I, times yeah. in a row. Now, okay, so we have the doctor doing some hacking, mm-hmm. and then we have uh, the 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 guy that's working for Mrs. Kislet that what they were that they were going to kill when he got back from vacation. We have him hacking as well, and then later we have Jenna hacking Which was and the, him hacking Je- Jenna. 
Clara. Dang it. Clara. Clara. <laughs> now it's in your head. Matter. I don't know. Now it's in your head. So it it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to keep doing that. Uh, but uh, you know, it's, what's weird about that is like I don't ever think of her as Jenna Coleman. It's not like she's a, like an actress that I follow a lot. This is all I know her from. She's been in other stuff, and I've never seen any of it other than her, you know, her knockdown amazing performance in Captain America. Uh, uh, yeah. But just amazing. <coughs> so memorable. So I don't think she even speaks. It's <laughs> uh, no, she has a few lines. At any rate, I thought that Matt Smith did an okay job of the. Uh, yeah, you know, kinda. fast, fast typing because everybody knows the way you hack is by, typing, by typing very fast, three hundred miles per hour. Right, mm. and really good hackers type really, really fast, which is why at one point they had to demonstrate how good the doctor is at hacking and by speeding, speeding up, up his fingers to blur speed. Right, actually, a good hacker just does it in the fewest lines of code as possible. Right. It's not about how fast you do it. Oh, my favorite bit was during that scene when there was the overlay right. of the code running up. Yeah, it's like, and it's every formatted like JavaScript, but like the numbers or letters keep changing. That's, I was going like, to say, it looks like code legit looks like. code, except for every character on every line was randomly flipping. Like, that's not how programming works. Going that's so not how hacking works. He was works. programming... What I hate is like, <laughs> well, no, he wasn't just programming. He was programming in such a way that every character on the screen was changing, changing. at the same time. No, like no, a he thousand programmed times it so, oh, that so that it was doing that. Yeah, yeah exactly. I love, though, like so at the start of the episode, it looks normal. It's it's staying the same and it's yes. just scrolling by. But then later in the episode, yes. it's like, well, because you have to understand how fast they're moving right now. That's the hacking, Corbin. That's what hacking yes. looks like. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and then as is. and then as you guys said, when uh, when Clara went to start hacking, she didn't just do fast fingers. She did fast left hand, right hand, going k k k k k k k k k k, tapping the same key like a thousand times, and it wasn't even the enter button. It wasn't like she was dropping a bunch of lines down. She well, was typing so with the, only her left hand. <laughs> the left fingers, the left hand was definitely typing, and the right hand was hitting the same letter over and over again. And I hate it. I can't stand it when and you know scenes <clears throat> suck. I've never seen a good one done. I've you never have to seen get an actual one. hacker onto the show and have him right, actually yeah. hack into something. <laughs> and it would be far less impressive because it would be yeah. a lot of clicking with a mouse and s- occasional typing and then sitting while it compiles and does what it's supposed to do. So, <laughs> he has like um, two mouses. Like, <laughs> did you say mouses? mouses. Mice? Anyways, mouses. Uh, listeners, if you all know of a good hacking scene, I don't <laughs> care what genre it is, TV, movie, Drama, comedy, action, sci-fi, superhero movie. I don't care. <laughs> Let us matter. know. Uh, email into you? us. Hit us up on Facebook. <laughs> Let us know because I desperately want to see it done well. I'm sure there's got to be a good example out there. Uh, so first of all, um, why does the doctor lick everything? I mean, I love I love that he does, but why? Why did you do why? that? Corbin says... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, so the doctor licks the leaf and does his his typical thing, right? Lick the leaf and then go. And then Corbin says, what did you determine by licking that leaf? And Trip goes, that a dog peed on it? <laughs> I fell out my wow. chair. How many times so Laura licked it? <laughs> um, I love that he does that, though. I love when, you know, he picks up a blade of grass and licks it. He's licked, um, I want to say, hasn't he licked the TARDIS once before or something? I mean, like, I I just, I love that he, he does these things where like, he'll pick up, 
some grass and toss it in the air and watch it as though it's, you know, he's divining great meaning from that. And uh, <laughs> what speed in which direction the wind is blowing. Right. Yeah. 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 Because that's very helpful. by doing this. <laughs> so I, but again, uh, I don't care if it makes sense. I never want him to stop doing that. <gasps> I love that. I love that. Uh, let's see. Uh, he also optimized the photosynthesis in the garden and then invented the quadricycle. I love that. I love and that. And reassembled the quadricycle. Yes, I went reassembled your quadricycle to which Corbin immediately went, uh, um, <laughs> she's like, sure about she goes, what's, what's quadricycle? What are you talking about? I found a disassembled quadricycle in your garage and I put it back together. Uh, no, you didn't. Yeah. I invented the quadricycle. <laughs> I just love that it's like, it dawns on him. Like, I invented it. He's like, oh. Oh, Which, that's like that a was paradox. <laughs> exactly. He thought it was disassembled, but it clearly wasn't. Exactly. Uh, let's see. We did we get a Doctor Who? Uh, yeah, we got mm-hmm. the we got Clara saying it three times uh, because she said it, and then the Doctor asked her to say it again, and then to say it again. And he says, "I never realized how much I enjoy." Here's my favorite part: hearing that out loud. Have Which means he says it in his head. <laughs> no, he can hear what people doesn't say. Doesn't this imply head? that he's saying it internally to himself all the time, <laughs> like constantly? Yeah, he's he's constantly got <laughs> uh, Dorium ringing in his ears. <laughs> Doctor Who, Doctor Who. You know, like he's always got that going. Um, I don't know if this counts as a termy wormy, but I threw it on the list. Oh, what? Uh, so after he pulls the plane up out of the nosedive. And he says, would a victory roll be too showy-offy? I don't know if that counts victory as a termy-wormy. Yeah, a victory roll. Like, if I did a barrel roll in the airplane right now as, like, my Where? victory roll. Huh? Where would you do that? What do you mean? What? Where in the plane could you do a barrel roll? No, no the, the plane. Oh, the barrel plane. roll the plane is what he... I thought he human him doing a What do you think he meant a somersault or something? <laughs> That's why I was confused. <laughs> Like there's nowhere in a plane where you could do a barrel roll. No, no, no. The plane. Would a victory roll be too showy? <laughs> you gonna make it back? Trip? I don't know. In a jumbo jet, probably. Uh, everybody, uh, hang on a second. We'll be right back after these short messages. Your trip stops dying. Uh, so are we gonna are we gonna count showy offy? I thought that was I thought that was pretty. It has the e e. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't rhyme so much, but I I, I liked it. I liked it. So uh, we had a Jamie Dodger signing. We had him break open a whole pack. Sample one by biting it in half, and, and then, then put, put the half on the top of the pile on her plate. He's like, mm. "Yeah, that tastes good. Here, you can have it." Yeah. <laughs> yep. This one's not poisoned. Here you go. <laughs> so that's that the great. only one you can eat. <laughs> that definitely made me want to try one though, because he was yeah. enjoying the smack out of that out of that <laughs> that biscuit. All right. Uh, let's see. Other stuff we noticed. I think we kind of we mentioned this a minute ago, but. Uh, the doctor says, it's 12.07, to which Clara says, I've got half past three. Am I calling a different time zone? I'm sorry. She said, am I phoning a different time zone? And he says, yeah, you really sort of are. She says, will it show up on the bill? I dread to think. He <laughs> says. Like, you're not only calling long distance, you're calling Back long time. time. Is that a thing? Is that a- that's got to be a new thing. That's got to be, Calling yeah. back a few thousand centuries. <laughs> d- yeah, where, where did that come from? Corbin was trying to say something about it being 1207, and he said a couple thousand centuries. And I'm like, what do you think a century is, and how many is a thousand? Because it's 800 years ago. I'm like, anywho. I, I mean a few centuries. That's, yeah, yeah. There hasn't been a couple hundred centuries. Um, let's see. We had the Wi-Fi password was R-Y-C-A-R-123 which was a double hidden thing there. 
It stands for Run You Clever. Oh, sorry, I missed a letter. R-Y-C-B-A-R. Run You Clever Boy and Remember, which of course is what uh, Clara has said twice <coughs> upon her Several death. Times. Yeah. And then it was one, two, three, which <clears throat> you just throw stuff like that on a Wi-Fi password. But Trip, why one, are you having a freak out? Two. <clears throat> She's died twice already. There's a three. She's the third. <laughs> you got it. You nailed it. What in the world? Sorry. <laughs> was it necessary? No, it was not at all. Yes. Uh, yeah, the Wikia pointed, I didn't even pick up on that, but the Wikia pointed out that she is the third version of her. I think that's people version of her. reading into it far too much. I mean, it could be, but then we also had her mentioning uh, that her the best chapter in the book that the little girl is 11. reading is 11. It'll make 11 you is cry. The, 11 is the best. It'll make you cry. And <laughs> that brings us to our, our last thing on other stuff we noticed is the book Summer Falls, which is where the freaky girl on the stairs came from, <laughs> was written by Amelia Williams. <laughs> nice yeah, nice, nice right there. Uh, so we know that, you know, she did do some uh, some some kind of writing and stuff. She had been a journalist for a little while, if y'all remember. So apparently she went into writing books. Oh All right. So who's who? Um, we've got Vostra, Jenny, and Strax on there just as placeholders because obviously they, they weren't here. So. so who is Clara Oswald? So first of all, the doctor says, Clara. And she's like, yeah. And he says, Clara Oswald Oswald. And she says, uh, just Clara Oswald. What was that middle one? So. But she still mentioned it. Later in the episode. Later on, she did. She said, I need a username. Clara Oswald for the win. Ooh, Oswin. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. That one pains me. <laughs> why? Because it sucks. That's why. What? Why? What is with you it's and a, like coincidences bothering terrible, you? Really? No, no, it's not about the coincidence. It's a terrible, <laughs> terrible pun. That it, one hurts me physically. <laughs> why? Because it Oswald does. for the win. Oswin. No. It works. Anyways, it doesn't work. <laughs> yes, it um, does. So I did think it was funny. She was like, what was that middle one? So, so far we have met Oswin Oswald. Oswin. We've met Clara Oswin Oswald. And now we're hanging out with Clara Oswald, who uses the username Oswin so <coughs> when Clara, she's hacking. Parentheses Oswin Oswald. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Qu- quote quote not, marks not like it's a nickname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she is essentially a governess again. The doctor points out that that's kind of weird. And she's like, why is that weird? You know, you wouldn't understand, but Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a very interesting set of circumstances that, that got her to that point. She was going to stay with an old friend for a week before going off to see the world. And And then then that friend died and she decided to stick around to help with the kids. And that's been a year. So uh, interesting, interesting stuff there. Did that happen in the original one? Cause their mom died. The old mistress died. Uh, yes. Uh, well, not only the old governess, but the mother was also dead. Yeah. Yeah. The kids that she was taking care of. Uh, yeah. The mother. Maybe their, that's their the mother same died story. Too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we never got that part. Uh, Wait, she's. What was she? The she was a Dalek. The first one. Yeah. Did we yes. have any mention of her being a governess? No. She um, did watch over the there whole was, prison. Um. She did watch over the whole <coughs> prison, which is. Sort of similar. It's not really the same, but I guess. There was mention of her mom. And remember, because we we had that confusion where we thought that the the woman that invited the doctor uh, that turned out to, to be a Dalek puppet, we thought that was uh, Oswin's mom. And 
we had to we had to clear up that that wasn't her mom and and that whole thing. So there's there's seems to be tragedy with mothers <laughs> a lot in in Clara's life here. Uh, she says, "Are you an alien?" And he says, "I am." Yes, okay with that. She says, "Yeah, fine. I think I'm fine with that." <laughs> She's just kind of like <clears throat> yeah. processing right. all of this. Yes, this is okay. I I think I think I'm okay. Yeah, I th- oh, I yeah, I think I'm um. fine. <laughs> uh, she doesn't run out on the people that she cares about. Sad doctor. <clears throat> I thought that was, uh, uh, well, you know, but he kind of admires her for that, you know. And then, sa- yeah, he said something about, like, I wish I could say the same or something like that. <laughs> it was like, ow. Sad. You know? um, and then she says, come back tomorrow and ask me again. He's so like, it's a time machine. Any time is tomorrow. Yeah, right. Yeah, anytime Come works. Come back tomorrow and um, ask me again. I might say yes. What? What's tomorrow? Yeah, that's the, that's the thing is tomorrow, maybe she'll say yes. Because in other words, the implication is because today I'm saying no. So we have we have the the, the typical um, I'm going to start calling this like the the companion audition <laughs> because he does this right. And he's done it with people that have gone on to become companions. And then he's done it with people, people that died senselessly or people that he decided like um, uh, uh, Lady Christina D'Souza, who he decided to leave behind, um, you know, these kinds of people. But he's always doing this kind of audition process, right? Something will happen and they'll catch his eye. And so then he'll kind of start poking and prodding. He's done this already with Clara uh, basically twice before, right? They've no, had their- you cannot hack this. No, no, I hacked it. Yeah, <laughs> how did you break into Dalek technology? Oh, it's easy. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Okay, you, you know. think I haven't tried before. <laughs> exactly. That was the thing I was thinking. I was like, if there's anybody who would know. Uh, so yeah, that brings us down to who is the doctor. Um, he says, "I'm an alien from outer space. I'm a thousand years old. I have two hearts, and I can't fly an aeroplane." I thought that was uh, an Didn't interesting. He, say he has 27 brains or something. <laughs> yeah. That might he be did. a slight exaggeration. Yeah, that, that may have been a slight exaggeration. She's like 27. Um, I, I did think that was an interesting uh, little thing to throw in there. And I have 27 brains, like trying to one-up her, except he 27'd up her. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Oh, I love this line. I can't tell the future. I just work there. Hasn't he so said something? you don't something have like, a plan? Yeah. Hasn't he said something like that before about talking about the future like it's a workplace? Probably. Or am I just remembering this episode from before? I don't know, but he said nah. go along with something and then say it's a plan or something like that yes yeah he definitely has said you know i'd like to just go along with things and then act like it was a plan all along you know um so yeah he does say yeah you know what i always say about plans i don't have one (laughs) she says people always have plans to which you guys nailed the perfect line that he should have said because he said it to amy i'm I'm not not people i'm not even remotely people do i even look like people uh but he didn't say that he said hmm you know i'm not a people yeah. And then again, <laughs> she says, I'm come back tomorrow. He says, it's a time machine. Any time works. So he's like, does seven work for you? Yeah. It's a time machine. So we kind of already did. Can we talk about hacking? Did we have any other stuff that we want to needle down into under the can we talk about section? Why is Corbin such a Grinch? Sorry. We're not going meta here. We're not going <laughs> to self-analyze. That would be absurd. All right, so that brings us down to our Patreon section. We got a little bit new stuff going on with Patreon. So first of all, I want to remind you, as always, guys, that Noobs in the Hoovian is brought to you by listeners like Victor and Jared, and for that matter, James. I'm going to put James on the list here because 
Uh, technically, he's not at the $5 level, which gets you a shout out on the show, but I don't care because he was our very first Patreon. As I've said before, he's the granddaddy of our podcast. And so, James, we love you too. Uh, if you find value in what we do, you want to give a little bit of value back, here's what you can do. We have made some updates. So first of all, our tiers have changed. It's a new season. We had a departure of some of some uh, companions. And you know what I realized? Once upon a time, our tiers were Amelia for a dollar and then Amy for $5. And then I started saying Rory for a dollar and Amy for $5. And apparently when I made the change on Patreon, I must have not clicked save because it's been Amelia and Amy the whole time. Never changed. I don't know why, but it didn't go through. So at any rate, uh, because we are uh, right now, we've kind of got one companion. Uh, I switched things up uh, all together. And so now you can join for as little a dollar a month and you'll be a Fez patron. Fezzes are cool. Um, if you jump up to the $5 a month, you'll be a bow tie patron because bow ties are cool. You know what? You're right. Bow ties are cooler. And therefore, you'll get a shout out on the show each week. At $15 a month, you'll become a hosting host. That hasn't changed. You'll be covering our monthly hosting cost and you'll get a chance to guest host on an upcoming episode. Now, chance. What does that mean? You said like a chance. I don't Okay. You'll not, get, you a will chance. get a, you yes, will have you the opportunity. I guess we're going to yeah. have to yes. remove No, actually, <laughs> yeah, like, you'll get to roll the dice and <laughs> see if you get if to come on the show. A, if you roll an 11. That's a, hey, there you go. I like that. Uh, so secondly, um, that is, you know, first we have Patreon. So you can always go on over to patreon.com slash noobs in the Whovian and become a, a monthly supporter there. That is the best, most effective way to support our show. But secondly, we're also looking for some one-time help getting access to Doctor Who. Now, as many of you know, starting back in January 2020, Doctor Who left Amazon Prime. If you if you guys will remember, we scrambled because we didn't know it was happening until it happened. And we sat down to watch it one Saturday and the episode was no longer there. And we were like, what's going on? And then I, and I had heard a rumor that it was leaving. And so I realized, oh my gosh, it finally happened. So here's what we're doing. We have been using the library to check out the DVDs, which is actually how we started out doing it yeah, originally. that's how we started. Yeah. Um, but there's a little thing happening right now. You might not have have heard of it. (laughs) Called a quarantine. Those of you that are in the future listening back to this will remember this as the before times. Um, so (sighs) we are in the, in the thick of the lockdown and here in Dallas, uh, the libraries are part of that. And so they, they've been closed for a while. And so we've been biding our time with our DVDs. And guess what? We have one episode left on that set of DVDs. And so I'm kicking myself. Libraries come back over. At like next week. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kicking myself because I'm, you know, I, I could have maybe gotten a few more checked out, but I was like, I mean, I checked out like five or six. So, yeah. I mean, I got us well in we got advance. got the rest of the season and then we kept going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we checked these out while we were still in season six. Yeah. Um, but we um, we didn't know that we were going to be shut down for a couple of months. So here's what we're, we're trying to do, guys, is we're trying to find uh, a cost-effective way of getting a hold of these. And so what we're asking for is for if, if you can't become a – regular ongoing uh, monthly patron uh, consider doing a one-time gift to help out with that and so if you do two dollars you'll sponsor an episode where we can uh, we can purchase that through Amazon video it's not it's still on Amazon video that's just not included in prime so you mm-hmm. can get them for like two dollars an episode or 
for about $15 a season, it, it varies from season to season. The pricing fluctuates a little bit. For about $15, we can either buy the season on, on Amazon or, in some cases, buy the season on DVD. So if you're interested in sponsoring an episode or sponsoring a season, head over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support and you'll see a list of all the things that we just mentioned. There's information on Patreon. There are uh, buttons that you can click that'll take you uh, to uh, our PayPal. And uh, the PayPal username is Dallas Logic. My name is Austin Reason, so I'm Dallas Logic. Uh, but uh, we didn't spin up a whole new uh, Noobs in the Whovian uh, uh, PayPal, but that's okay. You can you can give there, and that'll that'll go directly into uh, supporting the podcast, and will help us uh, to to keep this thing rolling. So we would really appreciate any help that you might want to do for that. And um, I wish I'd have thought about this before when we got to our hundredth anniversary episode our hundredth anniversary, hundredth episode. We've been going for a hundred years. Um, <laughs> I should have done something then, like a big emphasis then and said, Hey, you know, like if everybody can give, you know, if a hundred listeners give a dollar for the hundredth episode or something like that, it, that would have been cool. But, um, so instead everybody should give, everybody should give $101 in mm-hmm. honor of our hundred and first, first. What now? We've officially gone off the rails. Uh, so in, at any rate, guys, uh, you guys have heard us talk about this before. We, we do this as, as a labor, labor of love, and we thoroughly enjoy it. And the fact that it is currently self-sustaining is mind-boggling to us. And we love that, and we want to try and keep it that way. And uh, right now, we're, we're covering our existing costs, but we didn't anticipate these costs are coming. So if you can help out with that, head on over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support and pick the way that you want to help support us. And uh, we will thank you so much for that. All right, so that brings us down to our classic Who connection. Let's hear what Jared has to say. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your classic Who connections for The Bells of St. John. So in the serial The Android Invasion, the fourth doctor reprogrammed a replica of himself to defeat his enemy in that serial, The Krowls. And if you want some extra credit this week, uh, go look for a, a video or, or a picture of the androids with their face masks off. Uh, it's hilarious, uh, good old 1970s uh, uh, special effects there. And uh, it's it's quite the picture. So if you want a little uh, fun, I'm sure you can find it on, uh, on YouTube or something. Just looking for Doctor Who, the Android Invasion. Okay, let's jump forward a couple of decades to the 90s, to the TV movie Doctor Who. In that movie, you've got a policeman chasing after the doctor, and he's on a motorcycle. He drives that motorcycle into the open door of the TARDIS and then freaks out because, of course, it's bigger on the inside. And uh, he turns it right around and drives out of the TARDIS. So this is not the first time we've seen a motorcycle driving out of the TARDIS. All right, there's a few things that we have, again, that we've covered a lot in the past, so I won't really go over it. But, of course, we have the great intelligence that is from back in the, with the second Doctor, a classic Who baddie. And then we have the mention that the Time Lords have two hearts. Again, that was back uh, mentioned first with the second Doctor, Spearhead in Space, I believe it was. And the second Doctor also wore a fez. And we saw a fez in this one. Okay, back to more important stuff. We we have the mention that short trips are hard to do in the TARDIS, little hops. Uh, and that goes back to 
The Second Doctor, back in 1969 with the serial The Seeds of Death, he mentions that short trips are hard for the TARDIS to do, and is also mentioned by the Fourth Doctor in the serial State of Decay. Now, let's talk about the Doctor disguising himself as a monk. The First Doctor disguised himself as a monk in the serial The Time Meddler, which is also one of two serials where the Doctor meets an evil Time Lord called the Monk. All right, and, you know, maybe a, a, a weak connection here, but uh, since we're talking about monks, I'll just tell you a little bit more about the Monk. So, well, first of all, the other serial that the Doctor saw the Monk was the Daleks' Master Plan, uh, which was also the first Doctor. But the Monk and the Doctor were friends back on Gallifrey. And the monk escaped Gallifrey in a Mark IV TARDIS. Remember, the uh, doctor's in a Type 40 TARDIS. So a Mark IV TARDIS around 50 years after the doctor left Gallifrey. But the monk's intent was not to explore, if you believe the prose uh, works or, or consider that to be canon. The monk went crazy when he looked into the open schism, kind of like the master. So his intent was not to just explore and uh, eventually help people. It was intentionally to mess with time for his own enjoyment. So as you might imagine, the monk and the doctor not so, not entirely getting along uh, at this point, although the doctor messes with time all the time just in an effort to save people. So is that really better? I guess it is. But anyway, it's just not I guess it's really just not all that different. But so uh, so it was thanks to the monk that the first doctor was able to get a directional unit for the TARDIS. Remember, the TARDIS just sort of went wherever because the directional unit was broken. The Doctor stole it from the Monk's Mark IV TARDIS, but it was only partially compatible, so it exploded upon use. Of course, we have an answer to a problem, and then we have a reason that that problem is going to keep on existing in the storyline. Okay, that's it for uh, the Classic Who Connections. And uh, I'm going to give this one not as high of a rating as I have been. It's a good episode. Uh, it just didn't strike me quite as good as the others. But I loved a lot of the uh, a lot of the ideas in there and the great intelligence coming back two episodes in a row. That was kind of cool. So I, I have a feeling we're going to see more of him, it, it. Let's go with it. Uh, so, um, but... Also, this idea that uh, you can get trapped in the internet, uh, that's that's just kind of crazy, but it uh, seems more and more real all the time. So, uh, I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. Empty back of heads staring into the internet, was it? What, uh, something or other. Staring into Wi-Fi? I, I, but uh, whatever those were, um, that was kind of creepy, so I, that's what I'm going to use. Em- empty... Uh, backs of heads on people uh, or kind of people. Anyway, and then uh, for the creep level, uh, kind of a creepy concept, uh, you know, kind of messing with your head that you could just by doing daily things get kind of stolen and kidnapped and then you have no idea where you are for all of eternity if that worked out as it maybe was planned anyway so uh at, at least for the the woman geez since childhood so i'm gonna say that's that earns at least 200 creep levels all right not not like i sat there afraid during the episode but just the concept the idea of that gets in your head so 200 creep levels all right 
Thank you to the TARDIS Wikia, and thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on, and I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who connections next time. Thanks, Jared, for that. Um, I love I love the idea he, he mentioned about them getting the, oh gosh, what did he call the, the directional module or whatever <laughs> from the other TARDIS? I love the idea, and I, I, I didn't ever know this before we started getting into Classic Who, but I get the feeling that, like, at the very beginning of Doctor Who, and I don't know how long this was a, was a thing, it seems like Doctor Who worked on the same principle as a show like Quantum Leap or mm-hmm. Sliders or something like this, where they are out of completely out of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in, uh, so we just started watching Quantum Leap, um, one of my favorite shows, and uh, Sliders is similar, except instead of jumping around in time, they jump around in parallel dimensions. But it's the same general idea where it's a science experiment that went wrong, and now they can't they can't get home, and they're mm-hmm. trying desperately to get home to their dimension the same way Sam Beckett is trying to get home to his time and the way that the original companions were trying to get back to 1963 earth. And And they keep like seasons later. (laughs) Right. Yeah. They like keep getting close. And I love the idea that like that's kind of where Dr. Who started. It was a similar trope of, we're not really sure where we're going to end up next. (laughs) And then it's sort of, you know, again, 50 years later, it's now morphed into, the doctor sometimes gets where he wants to go and sometimes gets where the TARDIS wants him to go because she gets him where he needs to be, you know, and there's like this weird, like back and forth. Which is why he's always has an adventure in every episode. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and just like with, with any other show, I always want to see, you know, uh, the behind stories. Yeah. Like a 10 minute episode of that time they went to a planet and nothing interesting happened. <laughs> You definitely don't want to see a full episode on that. But. Yes. I, I don't want to see a full episode, but I definitely want to see like a 10 minute webisode of the doctor. And I guess if you're going to do it now, it would be the doctor and her companions, her three companions landing on a planet. And every time they turn around, they keep expecting the boogeyman. You know, like they keep thinking like they'll see something strange and they'll track it down, assuming that it's a weird alien influence. And then it turns out, no, they just had allergies, you know? Yeah. yeah, Like, it's just like every time they turn around weird heat signatures. Yeah. Oh, it's that fan right there. (laughs) Exactly. Like, like keep tracking down all the mysteries and none of them turn into anything to be bigger. Oh, it's just a fat person. It's just a big guy. (laughs) I would love to see that one. So, oh, uh, so Christina, uh, feel free to, to tie that <laughs> yes. into the boy doctor. So, uh, yeah. At any rate, um, so Jared gave it 7.5 out of 10. Uh, what did he end up saying? Empty back of heads staring into the mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. Uh, he kind of... Uh, I wrote that almost word for word. So. Yes, yes, yes. Empty back of heads staring into Wi-Fi. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to uh, basically agree with him that, um, you know, this was this was a fun episode. I honestly, coming coming into this one, I was thinking, you know, I probably got to score this a little lower because like, it's not one that stands out in my mind all that much, but at the same time, this was one of those episodes that took us like two hours to watch because we (laughs) kept pausing it to write down stuff. We kept rewinding it. It was definitely a character episode. It was a getting used to the new. Yeah, it was, it was a companion audition episode. uh, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it just happens to be the third one for this companion, but that's okay. Uh, but but I love the um, there were there were so many moments that we stopped and just laughed hysterically at, 
and had to rewind, rewind because the reaction on so-and-so's face was great. Jenna Coleman is a fantastic <laughs> actress. Her face, her facial expressions just kill me on a regular basis. Um, that and I could listen to her talk all day long. I don't yes. know what it is about her accent, her voice. Um, love it. But uh, this one, I ended up, I wanted to rate it lower, but I'm, 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 it's not like one of the best episodes of all time, but it was a lot of fun. So a great season opener, which yeah. as the Wikia pointed out, the BBC desperately pushed into the media. This is not season eight mm-hmm. opener. This is the rest of season seven. Adding work, I'm sure. Yeah. It, apparently the way the Wikia was writing it, it was kind of like everybody was like, yeah, yeah, whatever BBC. Uh, uh, but, you know, they get to, they get to be so. in charge. So it is season 702. Um, I'm going to give it, uh, let's see, I'm going to give it eight out of 10. Uh, oh no, I didn't take, uh, shards. Shards. (laughs) All right, Corbin, what about you? I, I have to agree. Like this was, I thought this was a really good episode. So I'm going to say eight, uh, fezzes or fez I I don't really know. I was like, what? I don't know what the plural is. I was so confused. Fezzy. Fezzy. It might, it might just be fez for all I know, but. Fezzes. I'm going to say fezzes. Trip, what about you? Um, I think this one is a good one. I like, I always like, uh, new characters and like developing them. Right. And just getting to know them. But this isn't a new character. Well, um, no, I mean, she's still new. Like, this yeah, is only the third like time we've ish. ever seen her and a uh, lot of, a lot of mystery box stuff happening. So, yeah. So I'm going to rate this one a bit higher. I'm going to give it 8.5 Oz wins. Oz wins for the win. Yes. Oh Oz wins. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, so that brings us down to the creep level. Jared gave it 200 out of 500. Um, I am going to, again, because I, you know, coming at it from the, from the little kid point of view, the heads slowly turning around oh, yeah. and revealing yeah, to be like, half empty it wasn't heads. Wasn't as bad as I thought it was going head. to be. Uh, it was every bit as it bad as I thought it was going to be. But. Yeah. So especially when it it happens where the little girl does that and oh, yeah. Clara is stuck inside the back of the spoon head. It, uh, it, that it, makes it even girl worse. Kind of creepy on her. She was creepy. Even her her head own. turns around yeah. and it's like. Did not half. I am a friend scooped of out looking. Yeah, she was just mimicking and mirroring and that kind of thing, which which goes back to the great intelligence, the snowman, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick right alongside Jared. I'm gonna give it 200 out of 500 creep levels. Trip, what do you think? Um, I think I'm gonna rate a bit, just a bit lower, just a tiny bit lower, tad bit too lower. I'm gonna give this one a 76. Just. <laughs> Thinking of being controlled by something and then coming back, not remembering anything that happened, and also like getting stuck in the internet or whatever and not knowing where you are and stuff. Right. And then coming back and having basically no memory of that at all. Because I remember when Clara came back, she was like, All I remember is I was stuck in a place and I did know the place or something. And I was scared, really scared. So, like, just everything being all fuzzy and not being like not really remembering a lot of stuff because that's stuff that does happen in the real world. So that's oh, yeah, okay. uh, did you give your score? Uh, seventy six. Seventy six. Corbin, yeah, what are you thinking? Uh, I mean, the spoon heads were weird and kind of freaky, but like they weren't that bad. 
I, I do think, though, getting stuck in the internet is a very 2013 <laughs> In the Wi-Fi. Idea. Yes, no, yes. Not even yeah. in the internet. Yeah, the Wi-Fi. Stuck in the Wi-Fi, yeah, which in means Wi-Fi. in a screen. That also is where I was. Like, it looks like where they got taken Where at, am I? Which where is am so I? Weird. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm in this one room that I was already yeah, in. Yeah, where I was standing <laughs> just a minute ago. So Can what's, they not move? Why is this weird? I don't understand. Well, you would think, because some of them are just staring at the camera the whole time, and then you have, like, some of them actually get up and walk around. Yeah. yeah. Like, one of them actually got, got up and walked off camera. So I'm like, like mm-hmm. so can you not leave? Or, like, what's the deal? Um, all of that talk reminds me of something that I forgot to put in the notes, so so forgot to point it out, kind of the other stuff we noticed. There's a lot of parallels between this episode and the Idiot's Lantern. Do you guys yeah. remember the Idiot's Lantern? Where people, people were getting sucked, sucked into, into the TV? The TV. Yeah, yeah, it sucked their face off or yeah. whatever, and they they were stuck on a. Remember, there was a bank of, of screens where yeah. everybody was stuck. And where am I? Some can someone hear me? Can someone help me? Um, kind of a a, a similar, a uh, lot of lot of parallels there. So instead of getting your face sucked off, you got to look at the back of a. Your face got put on the back of a spoon-headed robot. So. <laughs> All right, so uh, that brings us down to theories. Uh, let's see. We uh, did we These update are this at all? Outdated. Yeah. So Corbin had a theory about the snowman that we're gonna we're gonna get rid of that. Uh, Trip said that Clara is a mirror of the snowman. I don't think that's true anymore. Okay. Do you want to amend that? Do you want to? Do you want to? Uh, what do you want to speculate? And and just for the record, Corbin said Clara is a ghost. So what do you guys, now that you've seen another episode with Clara, because we, we saw her, presumably the one that we saw at the end of the last episode in the graveyard is the one that we saw in this episode. Presumably. Presumably. Wait, but, was that the same person, the person she was with? Yeah, that friend that she was with wasn't in this episode. Yeah. I don't think. So So what do you guys, what do you guys think? What, what is the deal with Clara? I have no idea. Jason, this is the part where I have to bite my tongue. <clears throat> I could be wrong. It's my but, favorite um, slash least favorite. <laughs> favorite slash most stressful part of the episode. <laughs> I I could be wrong, but didn't they say in 1207 that Clara had already died twice since yes, then? Yes, the, the twice dead girl or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So clearly she's been around a long, long time. Oh, no, 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 this no, 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 this no. Was the two that she's already died before. Like yeah. the doctor had told the, doc- the story to them. That. They're referencing the two deaths of her that we've seen. Where did he get the painting, though? He painted it. I'm pretty sure he painted it. Because when he turned around, he was painting it. I don't know. Yeah. 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 So what's the deal with Clara, guys? I I I don't don't know, but it's not a mirror of the snowman. Uh, Hang on. So, Corbin, you're going to stick with she's a ghost? Yeah. But I'm going to say it's not a mirror of the snowman. So what is it? I don't know. You got to give us something, man. Come on. Speculate, theorize, wild goose chases. What? What? Dead. I, I don't know. <laughs> She's, She's dead. dead. Times two. This is purgatory, three. which is the go-to answer. They're on the island from Lost. <gasps> Whoa. What are you thinking, Trip? Uh, I don't know. You got nothing? No, I got nothing. All right, so Trip has no theory anymore. Aha. Uh-huh. Has nothing. Trip All right. has no theory. So Corbin sticking with Clara as a ghost. Trip's got nothing. You don't even want to just like blurt out something random in the hopes that it's absolutely 100% correct like you've <laughs> done in the past. Every time you do that, Amy right. died. Yeah, I keep waiting for <laughs> I keep waiting for you to, to be like, you know, like, blah, blah, and saying exactly the truth. <laughs> I would be, I would be so like, impressed. Where, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. 
You're like, he's done it before. Uh, so let's see, under listener input, um, I had, um, I, I mentioned Christina a minute ago, and that, that kind of reminded me. This is going back a little while, so please forgive me for that. But when I posted, uh, so for episode 98, The Angels Take Manhattan, when we said goodbye to the uh, the poems, I said uh, in the recap, I said, this is the one where the Dr. Amy, Rory, and River say goodbye. And uh, Christina put, and Rory dies, dot, 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 again. <laughs> and I said, times. and I said, for good, question mark? Like, is, you know, like, is this, you know, for the last time? <laughs> to which she replied, for the greater good. And I was like, what? Wait, hang on. It's like, Christina, I like Rory. He's one of my faves. Like, ah, uh, so that was, that was fun. Um, she also, I posted at one point when, when we were getting ready to sit down and do the, um, uh, the hundredth episode. So, so we were sitting down to record it. Uh, last week and I just put a post out like, Hey guys, like this is so cool. Like we're sitting down to record our 100th episode. And I said, uh, you know, like thanks everybody who's been with us for uh, the last couple of years. Who's been listening the longest sound off below. And Christina chimed in. She said, yay. Um, she said, I can't quite remember when I started listening, but glad that I did. And, um, I did, I replied to her. I don't remember when it was either, but y'all were some of the first to reach out to us and interact. So I, I want to say it was right after I was on uh, that story show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would have been like November of like 2018, I think is when it was. Yeah. Uh, so, so mm-hmm. uh, Christina, you guys have been around for quite a little chunk of time there. So that, that, that goes way on back to probably before episode 50, yeah. I, would, I would have to imagine. So at any rate. Um, so guys, uh, let's see, that was it, I think for listener input. So the game plan next week, we're just continuing with series seven, episode seven, the rings of Aka 10. Now I did want to, I want to throw something out there and mention this. Um, there is, and I'm, you know what? I'm not hundred percent sure about the timing. By the time you hear this episode, it might actually be too late now that I'm thinking about it. Mm. So I'll mention this and if it's still available, go do it. So, uh, there have been the doctor who lockdown, uh, tweet along rewatch things happening, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if they're getting ready to do the Rings of Akaten, but they have a project for that episode. And I'm betting that it's because they're about to do a rewatch of it. And I'm sad because I think the timing is going to work out. We're probably going to watch it and then they're going to do the tweet along like the next week. I'm right. like, I can almost see it coming. Uh, but at any rate, what's- just wait till the next week, honestly, just skip it. Just yeah. Loser buffer week or whatever. <laughs> so what they're what they're going to do is um there is a song in that episode and it's called The Long Song and if you haven't seen the episode before it'll make sense once you get there. It is a beautiful piece of music written by uh oh gosh, his name escapes me now but it's the guy who wrote the theme song, does all the theme music. Mm-hmm. And um, he wrote this amazing song that is a big chorus of people singing in the episode. And so there's a, a YouTuber who does covers of Doctor Who music, and he is going to do, in conjunction with the Doctor Who lockdown people, I believe her name is Emily, um, they've coordinated. What they want you to do is s- record yourself singing that song and send it in, and they're going to edit it and compile it into this massive global you know, probably thousand voice choir that is a remake of this song. So um, I'll do my best to to find links to all this information and put it in the show notes. But if you just Google uh, Doctor Who Lockdown Long Song, I'm sure you'll find it. Actually, if you go to YouTube and, and search The Long Song, 
on YouTube, it's like the second or third result. There's a video of the two of them talking about this project. So again, I hope that it's not too late. I hope that it hasn't already happened, but I think it's early May. And if I'm doing my math right, this episode is going to drop the first Sunday of May. So I don't know if you got enough time. So if you got enough time, go do that, be a part of that. And if not, um, at least uh, listen out for it. So in a few weeks, guys, after we do episode nine, we'll do our next timey-wimey episode, which is going to be Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. So um, hopefully our plans don't get derailed. Right now, Bill and Ted mm-hmm. Face the Music is slated to come out on August 21st. So hopefully either the theaters are back up and running by then, or if they're not, hopefully they up. release it at home like they did with Onward, and like a bunch of other movies um, that have gotten released. By the way, Marvel Phase 4 just got bumped by six months. The whole of Phase oh, 4. Wow. Black Widow was supposed to be coming out like, I don't know, next month. Yeah. And they just bumped it to November. So whatever was supposed to come out in November got bumped to February, which bumped the oh, February wow. thing to this, to like June. And it's like a Dang. domino effect that pushed all of Phase 4 out like six months. So hopefully something like that doesn't happen with Bill and Ted and we'll still be able to watch it on August 21st. So that is our plan. So um, just uh, start looking around for Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. We'll put out uh, some links to that. I want to say it's on Netflix right now or Amazon Prime 1. Uh, uh, Excellent Adventure wasn't, but Bogus Journey is. I hate it when they do that. <laughs> so at any rate, that'll be coming up in just a few weeks. Guys, News in the Hooping is brought to you... Wrong thing. Edit. Noobs in the Hoobian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I am Trip. Our production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the Classic Who connection, and shoutouts to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. As always, you can find us at Facebook.com slash Noobs in the Hoobian or Twitter.com slash Noobs Hoovian. You can email us at NoobsInTheHoovian at gmail.com. Consider supporting us at Patreon.com slash Noobs in the Hoovian or Head over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support for all the other additional ways that you can support us. Wherever you find us, make sure that you subscribe, leave us a rating, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name's Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the noobs. noobs. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Be whip.